Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. question of the week. Sorry, I'm recording this in two parts. My son is still asleep on my lap. Uh, actually, he just woke up, so he may be a part of this. Um, are you going to stay awake, buddy, or are you going to go back to sleep? My question of the week for this week is uh, your favorite church bulletin bloopers. And uh, I only gave like 20 minutes to answer, so I didn't really get a whole lot in the way of answers today. Maybe some more will come in before I'm done recording. But here's some of my favorite uh, church bulletin bloopers. Uh, as as those of you know, one of the benefits of being in church all your life is you've seen a lot of bulletins, and uh, you find funny things like typos and things, or just sometimes things are worded funny. Um, and especially now that I'm in the world of online blogging, um, you know, <laughs> I'm sure I've had more than my fair share of bloopers, um, things that I've tried to say that have come out completely different. Um, so. Here's some uh, for your question of the week this week. Bulletin bloopers, some of my favorites. Uh, here's the first one. For those of you who have children and don't know it, we have a nursery downstairs. <laughs> um, here's another one. The 8th graders will be presenting Shakespeare's Hamlet in the church basement on Friday at 7 p.m. The congregation is invited to attend the tragedy. This Easter Sunday, we will ask Mr. Lewis to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. That's another great one there. Uh, another great bulletin blooper. The preacher will preach his farewell massage, after which the choir will sing Break Forth with Joy. Uh, and I think there's two bulletin bloopers there. It's supposed to be message and also the fact that the choir was singing Break Forth with Joy after his message. But... Uh, <laughs> Thursday night, potluck supper, prayer and medication will follow. That's medication, not meditation. Uh, All right. Here's another one. Scouts are saving aluminum cans, bottles, and other items to be recycled. Proceeds will be used to cripple children. (laughs) That's funny stuff, Alex, isn't it? The outreach committee has enlisted 25 visitors to make calls on people who are not afflicted with any church. I think they meant affiliated, but afflicted is a lot funnier. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Evening massage, 6 p.m. I think they meant message, but I'd go to a church that offered massages, I think. Here's another one. Um, <laughs> the pastor would appreciate it if the ladies of the congregation would lend him their electric girdles for the pancake breakfast next Sunday morning. All right. How many of you ladies wear electric girdles? Um Here's another one. The audience is asked to remain seated until the end of the recession. Well, that could be quite some time. Um, (laughs) Here's one of my personal favorites as well. Uh, Low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday at 7 to 8.30 p.m. Please use the back door. (laughs) Here's another great one. Ushers will eat latecomers. 
wow. I don't know what kind of ushers they have at that church, but that seems extreme. Be on time, all right? Um, <laughs> the third verse of Blessed Assurance will be sung without musical accomplishment. <laughs> That's probably true in a lot of churches. Um, the Reverend Merriweather spoke briefly, much to the delight of the audience. There's <laughs> uh, another great one. During the absence of our pastor, we enjoyed the rare privilege of hearing a good sermon when J.F. Stubbs supplied our pulpit. <laughs> All right. Um, here's, here's another great one. you got to watch how things are phrased, folks. Next Sunday, Mrs. Vinson will be soloist for the morning service. The pastor will then speak on, It's a Terrible Experience. <coughs> good stuff. It's funny stuff, huh, Alex? It's a funny stuff, yeah. It's good stuff. All right, just a couple more. Um, <clears throat> due to the rector's illness, Wednesday's healing services will be discontinued until further notice. <coughs> um, stewardship offertory. Jesus paid it all. Um, I guess you don't have to pay anymore then. Um, music for today's service was all composed by George Friedrich Handel in celebration of the 300th anniversary of his birth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. <laughs> are people sick of your church and the community? That's that's funny. All right, let's see. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll just end with this one. This is a pretty great one. Alexander is getting ready to, to get fussy here, I think. So here we go. A song fest was hell at the Methodist Church Wednesday. You heard it here, folks. Not held. It was hell. So um, that doesn't sound like a very great song fest, does it? All right. Um, well, I guess that's it for question of the week this week when I asked for uh, favorite church bulletin bloopers. Um, <laughs> uh, some of those really cracked me up. So uh, wait, one, one last one because I got a child in my lap. How can I not? Uh, this afternoon, there will be a meeting in the south and north ends of the church. Children will be baptized at both ends. Um, so, anyway, if you want your kids dunked at both ends, make that happen. All right, question of the week can be answered every week at rickleyjames.com, or you can go to the Facebook page, Voices in My Head, or the better place of all those is on Twitter, at rickleyjames, or Voices in My Head P. Thanks for, uh, for taking part in question of the week. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. I'm trying to talk a little bit softly today because my son, who's, gosh, almost a year old, he is asleep right now in my lap as we speak. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, the sound of my voice will actually be uh, soothing to him as he's sleeping. Um, this morning, we're still in Advent, and I uh, just was having some thoughts. I've been reading a really good book. Uh, it's a really good one that I recommend to any of you, not only during the Advent season, but any time. Uh, it's by an author named Scott McKnight, and uh, the book is called The King Jesus Gospel. And uh, it's very good because it reminds us that the gospel that we have is rooted in the ancient faith. It's not something that was just invented. It reminds us that even Paul, um, as much as he did to help us form our theology about what Christianity is, that Paul was not the originator of 
the Christian faith, that Paul was not the, the one who began this story, that, that in fact Paul is uh, passing along the gospel that he received. And so uh, it, that makes Christianity different uh, on so many levels from other religions, like, say, Mormonism, uh, where it came from an individual uh, that just kind of made it up on the spot, like Joseph Smith, and, and still, you know, not not to disparage Mormons, but that's still very much a part of the religion that whatever God is speaking right now to the individual, that's the new word from the Lord, and it it, it invalidates everything in the past that was said. Um, the gospel of Christ is not like that. It, it has a definite root in Judaism. It has a definite root in the Old Testament scriptures. And the King Jesus gospel reminds us that... Um, the gospel, apart from an understanding of the Old Testament, um, is in fact uh, kind of just a half gospel, or um, maybe not even the gospel at all. And uh, I, I had a, a thought this morning. Uh, sometimes I just kind of reflect, and I'll reflect um, by typing some thoughts out. And so I typed some thoughts out on Facebook today as I was kind of contemplating what it means, this whole idea of Jesus as Lord. And, uh, and I'm, I think I'm going to read uh, maybe some of that this morning um, as I'm kind of talking through, thinking through this podcast that's um, going to be about what it means that Jesus is Lord. Um, now, before I get into that, I, I want to explain something. I, um, I, I grew up, I think, with an understanding, uh, whether it was taught to me or not, um, by my church, and, and probably some of it was, probably some of it was just picking up on the culture around me. Um, you know, the, the modernist, um, and I guess it has become sort of a postmodernist, especially uh, assumption that Jesus is personal Savior. Um, I would even call that a modern invention because I don't think there's anywhere in Scripture where we see the idea of what we often talk about of Jesus as my personal Savior. And uh, I want to preface that because already some of you may be hearing that and kind of chafing against what I'm saying, but um, there needs to be an understanding that the gospel is cosmic, that the gospel is really big. And this is not to say that it doesn't affect change in the individual, that Jesus doesn't personally come in and change who you are, that Jesus doesn't personally come in and bring his salvation um, but that idea, that, that statement that Jesus is my personal Savior, uh, it really is sort of a watered-down version of the ancient um, saying of the church, one of the oldest sayings that we have, that Jesus is Lord. So I'm, I'm going to read to you what I wrote on my Facebook page, uh, the Rick Lee James Facebook page, if, uh, if any of you uh, are not currently following on there and you would like to, uh, this is what I was kind of thinking through this morning. And, uh, and maybe you can write in some comments on that Facebook page. I'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts. I certainly don't want to say that um, my thoughts are the only thoughts on the matter, but as, as I'm allowing the gospel to hopefully um, reshape me and hopefully allowing scripture to reshape my thoughts of what the gospel is, this is just kind of some of my thoughts this morning. Um, and in great part, I, I appreciate Scott McKnight uh, reminding and uh, reigniting some of these thoughts in me this morning. Um, so this is what I wrote on Facebook today. 
The modern invention of Jesus as my personal Savior is a concept that has in many regards emptied the gospel of its power. It's the weakest possible way to describe the gospel in that it empties it of its cosmic, universal dimension. Jesus didn't come to privately and quietly change one person. The gospel of Christ is that God is renewing and remaking all creation into his glorious image. It certainly transforms individuals, but salvation apart from its cosmic and communal aspect is a watered-down version of salvation. One of the oldest statements of the faith is Jesus is Lord. Lord is a political, world, uh, political word describing the ruler of all things, not just me. If he is Lord, then he is Lord of all. Advent reminds us that Christ has come into this world to restore it and to transform it. It is a proclamation of the renewal, remaking of all things. It's not a Jesus and me have our own thing going kind of gospel. It's a Jesus is unleashed on the whole universe kind of gospel. If he is Lord of only the individual, then he is an idol, and he doesn't really matter. Jesus wasn't crucified for changing one person's life. He was crucified because he let the powers of the world know that they were powerless. Individualized gods are good for the economy, and they're good for Caesar because they help him maintain control. The God of Scripture, however, will not conform to the individual and his or her whims. This God is changing everything and will not be limited to the individual, but is transforming every individual to follow him into the kingdom to be a part of a much bigger story. The individual is no longer an individual. They are a part of a family. They have a hope and a future and no longer need to dwell in isolation. God loves us too much to let us remain in isolation. Maybe instead of saying Jesus is my personal savior, we should return to the gospel proclamation, Jesus is Lord. This includes every individual, but it is not limited to the individual. Jesus is too big to be my personal savior. He is savior of the world, Lord of all. Uh, so those are, are some of my, uh, my thoughts this morning. Had a couple comments right away as people started liking this post. Wouldn't it be interesting if we had a dislike button on Facebook? Because then people could let you know their displeasure, I guess, with what you wrote. But um, uh, Ben DeBono, my friend, he actually wrote in and said, But Rick, what you're saying almost makes it sound like ecclesiology is really, really important. <laughs> and uh, I would say to that, uh, yes, ecclesiology um, I do believe is really important, and if you don't know what ecclesiology is, um, it's uh, theology is applied to the nature and structure of the of the Christian church. So um, you know the the nature of who we are uh, as as the Church of Jesus Christ. And then uh, Phil Stout uh, Phil Stout wrote in and he said, "Well, Rick, uh, well said, Rick. The final book of the New Testament is also about God's victory over empire." The beast is not some guy who will pop up in some day. The beast is the kingdoms of this world. Uh, John says that empire can be a beast or a whore. It can crush us or seduce us. And I totally agree with you. The beast um, is just fine with our Christianity as long as we keep it personal and private. Accepting Jesus doesn't threaten the rulers and values of this world. 
King Jesus does. Thanks for sharing this important understanding of Advent, bro. And uh, and you're welcome. Again, I, I don't think this is just uh, uh, my understanding either. I really feel like this is um, the understanding of Scripture. I, I feel like this is the understanding that, that Paul has of the gospel, that this is a cosmic reality. Um, I really believe that that this is um, a gospel that changes the world, that it absolutely changes everything. Um, I'm grateful for that, and uh, I, I, I don't want to diminish, uh, please don't misunderstand me. Um, Christ has, has changed my world completely, is continuing to change my world completely, um, and, I, and I say that me as an individual, but I realize that me as an individual, um, I'm just a called out person to become part of a greater community, um, to become part of, of what Jesus refers to as um, the kingdom of God. And uh, it's, it's a powerful thing to think that in this Advent season we're reminded of Christ coming into the world uh, to truly transform the world. To, to come in and, and change everything. Um, I, have a, I have a story I want to share that, um, that maybe just um, in some way kind of piggybacks on this. This is something that's been happening. Um, I, I have a friend who, uh, who runs the, the comic shop that I go to. And um, this just goes to show you that, that God is, is breaking out <laughs> in all creation. Um, it's kind of funny because different people are at different places in their walk and so I guess when we're talking about the individual and personal side of things um, that that uh, I mean there is something to that because God is moving and working in us personally but again he's calling us out to a much broader story he's calling us out to this communal salvation that's working itself out in all creation that creation is in fact longing and groaning for him so anyway, my friend who runs this comic shop, and I don't think he listens to my podcast, so I think I'm pretty safe telling this story. And, and if he does listen, that's great. So uh, so hey, brother. Um, I, I think that he is a person who is, um, is and has been struggling with exactly what his faith is for quite some time. And, uh, and, I, and I don't say that in a disparaging way. I respect that, and I love that, that, um, that he is trying to work through that. Um, but I also feel like a person is not going to find their completeness until they find themselves again in that much broader story than just me as the individual. So we were talking one day. I went into the comic shop um, not expecting much more than just to buy my comics and leave. And uh, and somehow in the midst of my being there, God showed up. <laughs> not because of me, certainly, um, but it just felt like there was sort of a divine appointment that day. Um, I believe it was right around the time that Pope Benedict had just been made, I believe it was Time Magazine's Person of the Year for this year, 2013. And uh, and he stopped me, not the Pope, uh, this the owner of the comic shop, and he said, Hey Rick, before you leave, I want to talk to you about the Pope. Uh, and it's kind of funny because he said, I effing love this guy. <laughs> and uh, and it's just, you know, kind of funny in, in that context to, to hear that said. And so I was intrigued, and I wanted to know what he really liked about this Pope. And he loved that he was seeing in the Pope um, someone who is embodying Christ. I'm not sure he quite had the words to say that, but he said, I've never seen someone 
live out what the faith means like this before. Uh, I've never seen someone so publicly. He said, I've never seen a pope in my lifetime that I can recall living out this message in such a huge way, living out what it means to be a Christian. Now, you'll have to know um, that my friend who runs the shop who's talking about this, um, he grew up, uh, went to a Catholic school, and, and he has a lot of background, um, and he knows a lot about the faith, and, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't think he completely uh, has removed himself from that at, in any way, and I'm not trying to make it sound like he has, but he's definitely a person who I think um, is searching, let's just put it that way. And as we stood there talking in the comic shop, um, we started talking about how Pope Benedict, um, you know, it was recently, um, there was a few pictures snapped of Pope Benedict who'd, um, who'd been caught, you know, doing some nighttime activities. And at first you read the headline and think, oh great, they caught him in a scandal. And no, uh, they caught the Pope out privately <laughs> going um, to give alms to the poor, <laughs> you know, to feed the hungry. And um, it just so happened that the media who was following him around in, in secret or whatever found him doing this. And that, that affected Tony. He was like, wow, this guy's going out, not publicly, but privately to help the poor. And people are finding him, probably hoping to find dirt. And what they're finding is somebody who's embodying Jesus. And we talked about the man, uh, there's a, a picture somewhere online that you can find now of a man who is horribly disfigured um, because he has this disease where literally he has boils all over his body. And uh, and the sad thing about it is he, he looks, he just looks almost inhuman, the poor guy. I mean, um, and honestly, if I saw him on the street, I have to be honest with you um, because I know myself and I know in my, um, I don't know, maybe it's my shallowness, but it's just one of those things that he is so disfigured that, um, he makes you uncomfortable, and and I wonder if I myself, even though I'm a Christian, if I would not have walked away from this man thinking, I need to get away, I can hardly stand to look at him, and there's some pictures online of, of the Pope being with this gentleman, and, uh, and embracing him, loving on him, um, spending some real time with him, talking with him, and uh, and the person that, I can't remember the name of the disease that he has, but these boils that are all over his body, They've made it virtually impossible for him to hold any kind of employment whatsoever because of the pain. Um, it's hard for them to be employed because it, they are so disfigured that the public has a, has a problem being with them, socializing with them, and, and vice versa. And we, we discussed in the comic shop the beautiful way that Pope Benedict um, was embodying Christ, and we started talking about the stories of Jesus going up to the lepers, and, and not just talking to the lepers, but doing an act that would actually have him shunned in his day and time to actually touch lepers, to, as the gospel would say, embrace them. And, and he brings healing about in their lives. And, um, and so it just turned into this kind of holy moment in the comic shop. And there was lots of people listening into their conversation that we were having, um, not, not really intentionally, but... It seemed like all of us who were in that conversation, it seemed like for, if nothing else, for a few moments, we were kind of transported outside of the realm of the comic shop, and we were transported into the realm of God's kingdom. That I'm not sure where anybody in that room stood in terms of their 
personal faith, but we were being affected um, by the life of, of a person who was living out Jesus. And, and that's kind of the way that the gospel affects us. We see it lived out in individuals, but it doesn't stay there. You know, it stays out and it changes us. And, um, and I know that Tony, uh, the, the man who runs the store, he's a really great guy, by the way. Um, I think he's really dealing with some things in his life and, and trying to find himself within that story, the wider story of what God is doing in the world. And, um, and as I told my pastor yesterday, I said, I think Jesus is working on him, and I'm just honored to get to be in his presence while it's happening. Um, and it reminds me again of this communal dimension. Jesus doesn't save us in a private vacuum. His salvation is cosmic. He allows us to be a part of this story with each other. And, you know, this is just one small area of the story. You know, I walk into a comic shop and suddenly it's transformed into a place where the kingdom of God is breaking out, you know. Uh, again, not because I'm there. I hope it didn't sound like that. Um, I just feel fortunate to be a part of being in places uh, where God is moving. You know, I think about one of the things that um, I like about online social media often is um, it, it often gives us a place to be a community together when we get like a, a good discussion thread going. And uh, it reminds us that it's not just about me and not just about um, what I do and what I say. And we hold each other accountable too. Uh, hopefully in some of those ways. At its worst, though, social media like Facebook, Twitter, all those things, um, they become a way that we become even more individualized. And, and I really hate to say that. Um, I, I hate to see it. Um, but anyway, tell me your thoughts, guys. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you can go to either the, the Voices in My Head um, you can go to our Twitter feed at Voices in My Head P. The P stands for podcast. Um, or you can uh, just look up Rick Lee James podcast uh, online. You can go to Facebook, Rick Lee James. Love to hear some of your thoughts um, about this whole idea of Jesus, uh, not only as personal Savior, but as cosmic Savior. I'd really like to have some interaction as far as what that means. Um, so, yeah. So go ahead and, and write in, or, or you can call in. You can go to uh, rickleyjames.com slash podcast, and uh, there's a phone number on that site. I don't have it in front of me right now, so I can't tell you what it is. Um, there's a phone number on that site if you want to call in and answer uh, to talk about that more fully. Uh, but I'm just having some thoughts like that during this Advent season. Uh, I apologize for sounding like um, I'm on a, an evening uh, radio call-in show with this very soft-spoken voice today, but again, my son is still asleep in my arms here, and I'm trying to make sure he stays asleep. So, uh, anyway, God bless you guys, um, and I hope you have a really wonderful Christmas, and uh, that your rest of your Advent season really is a season of expectation. It's a time of waiting, and a time where we can together wait upon the Lord in the fullness of whatever that means. Uh, so, anyway, uh, thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. I really appreciate it. If you didn't listen, I guess I wouldn't be doing it. So, <laughs> um, again, hopefully we're going to have some guests back soon. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm excited because uh, my book is out. Um, at least, you know, January 17th, it officially comes out, like in stores and things like that. 
um, at least in whatever stores I can get it in. Um, but I do have the actual hardcovers in hand now, and uh, I was able to send all of the uh, Kickstarter donors out uh, their copies. So the hardcovers are here. They look great. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, you can get them uh, actually as digital ebook. The books are already available online, like Amazon, uh, Kindle, and uh, the Barnes and Noble Nook. I think on Nook they're only six ninety nine right now. I think on um, Amazon, they're seven ninety nine. Uh, so if you want to read it before it actually officially releases in book form, you can go ahead and buy it there. Um, but hey, the books are out, and I'm excited. Um, you can go online to look at it. I actually set up um, an out-of-the-depths out songwriter's journey through the Psalms uh, page on Facebook, and I encourage you to go there and like that and uh, go there and watch the trailer for the book. I think you're going to be uh, maybe intrigued by that a little more. Uh, and one other thing, I'm excited because tonight I get to go see um, some past podcast uh, guests do a concert. Uh, Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb uh, Christmas Tour is going to be in Miamisburg, Ohio. And uh, at least three past podcast guests are going to be there tonight. And I get to, to kind of be a part of that this evening. I'm really excited. Um, Andrew Peterson, uh, Andy Gullahorn. And Andrew Osenga, it's like the three Andrews of the apocalypse. Uh, so they're, they're all going to be there, a part of this uh, Andrew Peterson Christmas tour tonight. So hopefully next podcast I'll bring back a report of what that was like. Um, I've always wanted to see Behold the Lamb. I had actually bought front row tickets to it last year, got sick and couldn't go. And I missed it completely, wasted my money. Um, well, it wasn't a waste because it went to support Andrew Peterson and all he's doing. But um, anyway, tonight, I'm so excited. Jen and I, my wife, we're going to get to go see it live. So um, I, I hope to bring back wonderful reports and um, maybe some future podcast interviews again with those uh, great gentlemen. Um, can't guarantee that I'll get anything tonight because I'm just going to enjoy the show, but uh, it's going to be a good one. If you haven't heard Behold the Lamb, uh, go download that album by Andrew Peterson right now. It might be uh, the greatest way to celebrate Advent, honestly. It's a wonderful, wonderful album. tells the complete story starting from the Old Testament, going up through the New. Uh, Behold the Lamb of God, incredible album, incredible experience of uh, what this King Jesus gospel is all about in musical form. So, all right, uh, I guess that's it for now. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. God bless you guys. Happy Advent. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.